This is the Mormon Mixed Faith Marriage Podcast with Certified Life Coach, Brooke Booth, episode number 74. Alright, this is my second take of this podcast because my husband is out of town with my older two daughters, so that means my youngest son is awake and about, and in the first take of this podcast, he was making a great deal of background noise, which... Well, I think is very charming and cute, was a little too much. So we're trying this again now that he is busy and engaged elsewhere. I want to talk about a really important concept today that I've talked about in the past and I'm going to keep talking about. I'm going to keep talking about it over and over and over because it's an important concept to understand and also because it's such an easy concept to misunderstand. It's, it's, it's a bit challenging to really wrap your head around it and understand how it's playing out in your mixed faith marriage. The concept is care versus caretaking versus control. So if you follow me at all, you've probably heard me say or teach that we as individual adults are each responsible for our own emotions and not for the emotions of others. And they teach we need to let others take care of their own emotions, and we need to take care of our own emotions. And I get it, that I I was too, that many are confused by this. You know, won't that make us selfish or cold or mean or unsupportive? And I wanna talk more about what it means to care versus caretaking versus control, and, and where meanness and coldness and distance fits into this whole. So let's talk about care. To care for somebody is, is a beautiful thing. Like It means you're interested, you're invested, you're thoughtful about them, you want good things for them, you feel good towards them, you do care how they feel, you care about their life, you care what they're feeling, meaning... You allow them to have their emotions and you sit with those and you validate those and and you care what their emotions are, but care does not mean you take responsibility for those thoughts, those emotions, or their actions. Care does not mean that they only can feel certain emotions, specifically positive ones. Care means you allow them the full human experience and you don't dictate what they can or cannot feel or should or should not feel. A lot of times we do this. We're like, because I care for you, I want you to always be happy. Okay, that's now care taking and we'll talk about that in a minute. But care means you let them make their own choices around the emotions they're feeling. You let them manage their own emotions and manage their emotional choices and manage their emotional lives. In part because you trust them to do that. You trust them to know what's best for them. And you know that that's their job to control that. And your job is to control your own emotions. Caring is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Please, please take care of each other. Now let's talk about caretaking. This is when we take care of others emotionally. Now, let's just pause here. This is what we do for our children all the time. 
we're teaching them how to regulate their emotions. We're teaching them how to manage their emotions. We're teaching them what it means to feel certain emotions and how to deal with that. I mean, that's what happens when a two-year-old has a temper tantrum. They don't know how to deal with those emotions. It's our job as parents to, to step in and caretake and be involved in that process. It's different with two adults. When we step in and we think we're responsible now for taking care of their emotions... When taking care of all of this, it can, it's a very different dynamic. And it's tricky because I know it sounds good and fine to be able to caretake for somebody and to take care of their emotions, in part because we do it so often with children. It is different with adults, and I want to talk about that. When we take care of how adults are feeling, are feeling we often say things that we think they want us to say so that they can feel how we think they should feel. Now, follow that very carefully. If we're saying things that we think they want us to say, we're often not saying what we actually mean. We're often not telling our truth. If we're doing things we think they want us to do so they can feel certain emotions... What we're often not doing is doing things that we want or need to do to really take care of our own selves and, our, and take care of our own mental and emotional or physical health. It becomes a form of lying and dishonesty. And oftentimes it's because we want them to like us and approve of us and also because we think it's our job to caretake their emotions. We want them to feel good and to feel loved. We think that's what it means to love somebody else, so that they should only ever feel good and loved and wonderful and those things. And then we feel good because we feel like we're successful in the relationship and we're being a good spouse. We think if, we, if they do not feel good and loved, then somehow we failed. That somehow we're not important or we don't bring value to the relationship they don't feel good in love, then somehow we are bad or failure or not lovable. If they're upset, we think we're the problem because we think it's our job they feel good in love. Okay, this is caretaking. And often it sounds like I don't want them to be hurt or disappointed. What this fundamentally means is our emotions and how we see ourselves and our value is dependent on their emotions. If they feel bad, we have to feel bad. I want to suggest that caretaking is a euphemism for control. This means we cannot feel successful or connected or loved unless our partner feels good and isn't upset. When we're dependent on them emotionally and they're dependent on us, this type of emotional dependency creates control. And that's why I say caretaking is a euphemism for control. Because being dependent on somebody emotionally means now you need to control them so you can be emotionally stable and well-regulated and feel what you want to feel. It's a recipe for control and manipulation. It's tricky because it sounds so good. I, you know, I just, I love them so much. I want them to be happy. I love them so much. I don't want them to be hurt and disappointed. 
sounds beautiful and I know it comes from a good place, but it often creates, like, I can't feel good about me and this relationship and how I'm showing up in this relationship until they feel a certain way. And now we need them to change. That becomes where control manipulation sneaks in. Okay, let's talk about how this looks like in a mixed faith marriage. It's really easy to slip into caretaking instead of just caring in a mixed faith marriage. For instance, if a spouse is hurt or sad or betrayed or lonely because there's a faith transition, a lot of times the person who's had the faith transition wants to take responsibility for that. They take it so personally. They take responsibility for it and they want to caretake instead of just care. They make it mean they're the problem instead of making it mean that the spouse is just experiencing an emotion that's very normal with significant transition periods. They make it mean they have to fix the problem, which often means they need to change themselves And that can be very, very painful if it's not something that they want to change about themselves. So they often find themselves in a bit of a catch-22 where they're the problem. So if they don't change, then they need to sit in guilt and pain because they're the problem in the relationship. Or because they're the problem, then they need to change even though they don't. It's it's like fundamentally against their integrity or belief systems. It's a very challenging situation to find yourself in when you believe you need to caretake. It can put you in very compromised and confusing situations where your own integrity is now in tension with your spouse and they're feeling happy or satisfied. So it's important to consider that first and foremost, others' emotions, our spouse's emotions are not problems to be solved. Other people's emotions are to be cared, like they're to be cared about, but not taking care of. This is a really important distinction. Might sound like caring is, I see you're hurt and sad, and I'm here to sit with you as you deal with that. I'm not here to take it away or to assign blame or responsibility, but to be with you as you're sad or hurt. So I was talking about earlier, the faith trans person, the person who's had the faith transition can easily become the caretaker because they believe they failed in their relationship because their spouse is sad or disappointed. The believing spouse can also easily become the caretaker because they believe they failed in the relationship because their spouse no longer believes or doubted or made decisions they don't agree with. It's very easy to slip in the caretaker role because it is hard to see somebody who's upset or miserable over what they think about your choices. And it can be really easy for caretaking to kick in when somebody is upset, choosing to be upset about you and your choices. I get it. But it is their choice. As adults, we get to choose what we think about our spouse's decisions and sometimes we choose to be miserable about that or not but 
that is our choice. And that is their choice. We can care for them without taking that choice away from them. They might want to choose to be sad or disappointed over our decisions and choices. You can make it mean that they should only choose to not be miserable, like that they should choose a different thing. They should choose something else, but that's basically saying that they're choosing wrong and that they shouldn't be deciding what they're deciding or being who they're being. They're choosing to be miserable. We don't like that. We try to convince them they should choose something else or we change ourselves. Really puts somebody in the relationship in a very challenging position when we are not fundamentally okay with somebody's emotional choice. Care, on the other hand, allows them to make their own emotional decisions. And we can validate them and love them in the face of those decisions, not change their mind or change us so they don't have to feel bad. Because guess what? It's okay sometimes to feel bad. Life sometimes means we feel bad or disappointed or hurt or lonely. That's okay. Caring doesn't mean we eliminate negative emotions from those we love. Caring means we sit with them, even if they happen to feel negative emotions about us and our decision. Let's walk through some examples. Let's talk about drinking alcohol. Say one spouse has a support group where they go and she has two drinks out, you know, between six and eight with some friends. <laughs> really specific. Now, both partners can fall into care taking roles easily in a situation like this. So let's walk through the situation from both partners' point of view and how they can care and how they can caretake. Okay, so first the drinker's point of view. Care might sound like, I love you. I totally hear you're sad. I get it. I see it. Let's talk about it. Tell me more about it. I see you're afraid this behavior will escalate and maybe get out of control. I I hear you. I'm willing to talk about, you know, protocols we can put in place. Because I'm also willing to, you know, be safe here. So I'm okay if this is really true. I'm okay, you know, I'm only going to have two drinks. I'm going to leave by eight. I'll text you when I leave. That's caring. If that's truly in agreement. Like if if the protocols you're willing to put in place are really 100% true for you, that's caring. Caretaking sounds like, okay, I'll totally stop going out drinking with my friends on, you know, and having the two drinks. I'll stop doing something I love that supports me so you don't feel bad. That's caretaking. Okay, let's talk about this from the other spouse's point of view. Caring might sound like from the non-drinker, I love you. I see this is important to you. I am sad, but I don't want to control you. And there's room here for our emotions without making it mean either of us is bad or wrong. Caretaking may sound like making ultimatums or threat. And that ultimately means you think you know what's better for them. And you're putting yourself 
and emotionally, like that you need to take responsibility and you know what's best for them. That's caretaking. Okay, let's talk about it with garments. Let's go through some more examples. So if one spouse chooses to not wear garments, let's look at caring and caretaking for the spouse who's no longer wearing garments. Caring might sound like this. I love you. I totally see you would prefer me to wear garments. I get it. I hear you. I've considered that in my decision and I still choose not to wear them. It doesn't mean you're not important to me. It just means this is the decision I've made. Caretaking might sound like I cannot feel good about me if you're upset. So what I want doesn't matter. And I'll ignore that and I'll do what you want. Okay, the spouse who still wears garments, caring might sound like this. I love you. I really would prefer you wear garments but I see that's your choice and not mine. And I love you and support your ability to make your own choices. Caretaking might sound like this. I'm never enough. I'll never be enough for you. That can be what caretaking sounds like. Because it fundamentally stems from the idea that you're supposed to be everything for them and caretake for them. Okay, let's talk about another example. Sunday. One spouse stops attending church. So the spouse who goes to church, caring might sound like this. I do want you to go to church with me, but I totally get you get to make your own decisions. And I respect that. Caretaking might sound like it's my fault they stopped going. I should have been better at family home meeting. I should have been better at temple attendance. I should have been better at bearing my testimony. All right, for the spouse who no longer goes to church, caring may sound like this. I know church is important to them, And I'm so glad they have that support and peace. And I would never try to stop them or guilt them from going. Caretaking would sound like this. I'm I'm a bad spouse for not going with them. I'm not supporting them. So I will go to show my support even though it harms me. Fundamentally, caretaking is so much about control. And control is the opposite of caring in my opinion. So let's come back to talking about where like the meanness comes in here. So many people I hear are like, well, if I don't caretake, doesn't that mean I'm mean? Won't that mean I'm cold or distant? Let's talk about what it means to be mean. Mean is lying, cheating, stealing, name calling, derogatory, rude. That's mean. What I'm talking about here with caring, being honest and clear, that's not mean. What I'm talking about here is honoring and respecting both people's needs and wants in the relationship. That's not mean. What I'm talking about is really being honest with our spouse about what we want and respecting their their ability to make their own decisions and respecting their ability to make their own decisions about their emotions. That's not mean. Sometimes we really do conflate the two. And we think that when we, like they feel bad, we're being mean. And really what we're doing is we're respecting their decision to think whatever they're thinking and to feel this feeling and to make, make, make their decisions and their behavior. It's very, very different than being mean. And I think it's important to distinguish between the two. 
All right, I'm going to keep talking about this concept. I get it. It's a tricky one, and some people need to hear it a few different ways, a few different times before it really sinks in. So don't worry. I'll keep talking about it. In the meantime, if you want to develop this and work on this, I suggest you go to my website, brookeboothcoaching.com, and get one of my free support materials. Keep listening to this podcast. I'll keep talking about it here. But I also have worksheets and a mini course that might also help you start to develop the ability to care and not caretake. So go to brookeboothcoaching.com and you'll see those free resources there on my homepage. All right, wishing you good.